Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Three Beers in a Movie. I am Richard Laird. You are? Hey, I'm back. It's calling me back by popular demand. Calling the guy. There was a, a campaign to bring me back. I mean, it wasn't a campaign to bring you back. It, it just email? happened. Was, well, email was an email sent out, was yeah, it? No. no, there was not. Um, we thank Barry and we thank Stu for pitching in when, the world, when you were off. We're off. And this week we've got Joy and his Andy as well. And as well, he's going to pitch in a few different things that he's, he's seen. Well, one thing he's seen, I think, particularly. One, yeah. one thing he's seen. Um, so, where are we again? We're at the Raven in Glasgow, as yeah. we pretty much always are. We get all just fell as well. Which is okay. It's been a weird day. We've had a wee girl fall and, and the waitress knocked the drink over and her microphone's broken. They never brought us cutlery. It's been a, a, it's strange, been a stranger thing's kind of night. You think, you think they don't want us in here anymore? They're trying to get rid of us? Or, 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 uh, mate, no, Maybe. No, they're making money for it. Making money, yeah, totally, yeah. Just a weird tone tonight. Just a question, do all these things go wrong when Colin wasn't here? No. Everyone worked totally fine when Colin wasn't here. He seems to be like a sort of cooler. You know, you're a Jonah. You're a jinx in this thing, yeah. I don't think, no. It could be. People, our listener loves me. Our people, and we've got listeners now. You guys are listeners, your brother. Yeah, you're listeners yourself, you listen back to it. What are you drinking tonight, Colin? Um, all the way, um, imported spe- for me specifically, imported from the Sunny Shores of Mexico, I'm drinking some Corona Extra. Corona Extra. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I am on, I think it was called Ocean, wasn't it? Ocean? Ocean. 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 Uh, from Inveralmond, which is very nice. It's got a really kind of fruity taste to it. It looks flatter. Is it, is it it's, it's the Scottish beer where it tastes. There's, no, there's no fizz to it, yeah. How come the, the Scottish, the, the all-national drinks I am brewing, which is like the... the I think they're on national drink is whiskey, to be honest. No, whiskey's the national, the other one's in. Oh, the other one, okay, it, fair enough. It's like the fizziest drink in the world, but you can't put fizz in a beer. I don't know. I don't know enough about beer to know the brewing process. I mean, I think we probably should look into this based on the podcast we're doing. Yeah. But well, we haven't. I think I'm going to call somebody this morning. We were, we were out one night. Imagine right? if bars made beer. There you go, there's your... Me and Christopher were out one night, and um, we were at a bar, and we, there was something on like, the, the, the tasting list, and it had little symbols and stuff beside it. And we actually got behind the bar, what do those symbols mean, thinking she's not going to give us she's going to give us like some bullshit answer and no she was very knowledgeable but we were far too drunk to understand what she was saying and realised as soon as she started talking I realised I am way out my depth and know <laughs> nothing of what she's talking about but I saw all of the one thing it sounded funny that, that so was it. That was it, yeah. After after I going like a ten minute spiel of like why did you pick this drink based on your taste and your character, I just went for the the one that's got the silliest name, please. And she looked at me with utter disdain. <laughs> why did you ask the question? Why is why? Um yeah, so we've not been together for a while, Calls, so we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of movies to talk about. Um before we start on the movies, have you seen anything at non cinema, like any movies at home or anything you want to talk about? Anything interesting you've watched? Um I've seen telling you um, for the first time in my life I'm ashamed to say I, I seem to kill a mockingbird right. just gladly the, the, the old one with um, what's his face in Gregory Peck yeah um, and damn damn god Ship. It's almost you know why it's called well, a cla- you know why it's called a classic now then basically yeah film. yeah totally. I mean, it just kind of lingers with you and kicks me. As soon as I watched it, I was researching Boo Radley and reading all about it and reading about the book and just I was just a, a rabbit hole about two hours afterwards, just soaking up stuff. It's an amazing it, film, really, absolutely amazing really film. Really now that you are watching old movies, I mean you should watch Citizen Kane because um, I know you've got a copy of it. I don't, so, I don't have a copy. I think you have because someone at this table gave you a copy of it and you've yet to give it back to them. Sure, I sold it to Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I want my Citizen. Kane back and watch Citizen Kane um, I'll watch Citizen Kane but yeah. I'm not to kill a Mockingbird if I was to rate that it would be like a, a nice star it is what I think I think it's all like almost it made in the 40s wasn't it I think 40s or 50s 40s yeah, yeah. yeah. it seems like it's, it's almost their Shawshank 
Yeah, but, but it's, it's like timeless, so you watch mm. it now and it's still. And the same with Shawshank, it'll be timeless. I think you can watch Shawshank yeah. in like 50 years' time, it'll like still work. Yeah. yeah, the kids in it are like, wow, yeah. the, the acting is. It's Gregory Peck. Gregory you know. Peck's monologue in, in the courtroom, he's a oh. 30 minute monologue, which apparently didn't want to. Yes. That, that was it. Wow. Have, have you not seen Mrs. Smith Goes to Washington? No. Watch that, you like that? It's a good quote from Mall as well, uh, Jimmy Stewart. But it, it's just rousing. Jimmy oh no, it totally is, yeah. What, just what, what an icon. Wonderful movie. Who directed them? I can't remember either. Shamefully can't remember either. I don't know. Um, some, Somebody. Some, someone who's done better work than we can ever imagine. Yeah. yeah. Much, much better. Um, no, I'm, I'm shocked that I've taken this long to watch it, but glad that I finally did watch it. Awesome. Have you read the book? No. Should be the book. The book is also oh, very good. Don't yeah. read the sequel, prequel thing that they brought out recently. Um, to set a watchman? Yeah, which which I believe, go set a watchman. It, which was apparently a draft of. It's a draft of Mockingbird, yeah. The publisher was a bit sneaky about how he pitched it. Basically waited until... She, the, the woman who wrote it yeah, his name she, she was out of picture well I think is she dead now I, can't, I honestly can't remember now I think happily is yeah. happily passed away recently but it take yeah but the publisher means she was still alive but she had dementia and stuff like that yeah. so it was basically the they said the it wasn't but it wasn't it was just an early draft of the scene ah, and it's a totally different reading the character because um, Atticus Finch is like a, he's more racist than it yeah. things like that so it's an odd but it seems sad to do that. Brilliant, brilliant film. If you haven't seen it, then don't be a dick with me. Watch the 1940s version of Kill a Mockingbird. Kill a Mockingbird. Right. I don't know if there's another version of that, but if there is, I want to watch that as well. It's one, I think it's one of those films again where it's been done so well the first time to try and remake it, you get all you compared to it. I think there must be like a TV version of it, a TV movie or something of it. I'm assuming there has to be. Plus, um, Robert the Fellas, huh? Robert the Fellas as well? I can't remember. So he is, yes. He's in one of his earliest appearances. Must be one, he must be a very early appearance maybe, for that maybe one. Maybe his, his first appearance, yeah. Possibly. Wow. Uh, but yeah, he, he was Boo Bradley, which Boo. is where the Boo Radley's got a name from as well. Oh, but I mean, I figured that's where the Boo Radley's got a name. There's no other place in Boo Radley could get their name from. Maybe one of them was called Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> he got a fright when they was up there. Oh, Bradley. <laughs> Did you get a fright? <laughs> Anything else apart from 1940s films? Um, I went to... I went to a weird retreat last week, which is why I wasn't... Are we talking about the one we're going to talk about later on? The 1925 film. No, I'm going to talk about it now. No, we're going to talk about it later on. No, we're on a black from my theme. I'm going to do it. Okay, we're going to do it right fucking now. What are you going to see? Um, I, I went to see um, the 1925 version of The Phantom of the Opera, um, the one with Colin Chenier. Um, not only that, but um, there was a, a dude playing the organ. The, the, the oh, that's because remember, remember we talked about it when um, yeah, Lorraine, when it was last in the podcast. We said that you should watch the situation. It's a silent film of an opera. And we, we, we've done it with, with the guy. The guy that plays the organ, he, he, he used to play cinematic organ, but that was his career as well. Who was this guy? Yeah, he was only about 60. Or oh, okay. Uh, he retired when he was 60, but that was his job as well. That's how the audience would have experienced that. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, seen it in a church. This is more and more awesome. Um, yeah. What church was it? The one that was called St. Baldrick's in North Berry. Nice. Um, which is really cool because there was a church down the road called St. Blackadders and it was almost Blackadder and Baldrick. Ah, oh, amazing. But it was, it was close. So why were they showing this out in Why were they showing it? I don't know. Did it was just like a kind of funding night for the, for the organ recitals that they do. And oh, right. this guy had volunteered to do it. And it, it was, I didn't realise, like, it was a single film and I didn't think it was on for as long as it was, 90 minutes. And I thought, how is it going to be watching a silent film? And Nightmare Minutes sounds like a long time watching a silent film, yeah. Every second was totally, I was fixated full, full time through this. Well, I think Lorraine touched on it when she was talking about, like, we talked about silent film last one of the times she was on, is the actors have got to be engaging. Yeah. Because you, you live on dying based on their performance and their emotions. You can't disguise it with, you know, 
a, a long diatribe or something you can't disguise with like massive special but you've got to basically be engaged in these people you see it it's really exaggerated yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah 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 the, the Phantom's got to get her upstairs and he kind of takes her down to his crypt which is like five floors down underneath the opera house he takes her down the first floor puts her on a horse takes the horse down four flights of stairs <laughs> and takes her off the horse and like why? why why is there a horse there? <laughs> why are you putting her on a horse to take her down some stairs? it's just you know in another scene as well where um, heroes are coming to rescue the, the, the girl and the Phantom kind of lifts this cane off of the wall and you think oh he's got a sword or a stick and what he does is he walks out, jumps into some water and uses a weaving tube and you just see this stick walking about under the water right. sneaking up on people. And it's just really funny. Really well done. Really, really well done. It's such a great, great film. Was it better than the Jera Butler version? I've never seen that because Jera Butler's a pimp <laughs> um, who talks like he had a stroke. Yeah, he looks like he had a stroke. He had a, a, a stroke. Yeah. Has he had a stroke? No, but he looks like he had a stroke. Maybe he should. Maybe he should, yeah. Just saying. Um, no, um, I've never seen the Robert England version either, which apparently is better than the Jera Butler version. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's I'd be basically doing it as Freddy Krueger, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, like Freddy 12, um, no, this it, time the opera. It was a really, really warm and nice experience. It sounds like a really, like, so generally one of those sort of things you might only do once in your life, it sounds really something yeah, you'd, you're glad you did. Absolutely amazing. And like you saying, because Lillian was telling it was like a dream of hers to kind of go see a film like that, yeah. We, it just happened to be like, you know, living, the stars lined up and it happened, so it was like, well, I mean, like, absolutely beautiful. Recently we were in London, we went to the Prince Charles Theatre and we saw The Great Dictator yeah. on the big screen, and that was really something cool as well. You see a film that was made like in the 19s. That Chaplin one, yeah, it was banned or whatever for so long, and then. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of like um, to see that on the big screen and see it properly was sort of well, amazing. You yeah. do, and you get a sense of like, shit, this is something special. You, oh. you kind of get it, and, and you're like, you know. You realise good storytelling will stand the test of time, even oh, if it isn't. Yeah. Like, a lot of films you do watch, you go, that will age badly, but yeah. something from something that's done well won't age. Even if it does look dated, it won't age I mean, to the point you can't watch it. That's almost 100 years ago. I mean, that's pretty much the start of cinema. Cinema started, like, you know, 18, 98 or something Lumi Eberals and then after that you know you had like a silent year up to the 30s the, the, the audience was there was quite an older audience but there was kids and stuff there as well and tourists from America and stuff like that as well do you mean and just to, to see nice that total silence right? and also you know everyone who, everyone who comes in to see that film is there for a purpose here. you're not getting any dicks who are like, going to be talking through it or being arsey through it you're going to people are they're all respectfully what to watch this for the first time absolutely yeah. was not what they did do was really cool is uh, just as the film was starting they turned the lights off um, just, just to kind of start it and you could hear this noise for the back like a kind of shuffling thumping noise and some dude was dressed up as a phantom and he kind of came down all the crews oh, and right, he was cool. up in your face and being all death theatrical and stuff like that I mean I would probably that punch would, him but yeah that sounds crack. cool yeah, yeah. It's a really I mean, nice you, to, you can't do that in Glasgow could you you know, no. you're only really doing a classic place like Derek can't you, you know? <laughs> you <get arrested. laughs> but it was a really nice yeah, it, it turned out it was the organist that was actually dressed up as the phantom and it was just kind of in your face and stuff like that it was absolutely annoying that's really so cool experience. but on to some more modern um, anything else so nothing else you saw watched at home and anything of anything it was a Netflix movie if you watched we, oh. talk, we talked about it a couple weeks ago um, Happy Death Day you saw seen, Happy Death yeah, Day yeah me and Andy finally seen Happy because we're massive horror buffs aren't we yeah, yeah. Horror movies. it's not a Netflix one it's just it's been out in the cinema yeah yeah. yeah was it yeah it's actually by the guy who done um, Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse that one was out maybe last year so or something so didn't watch on Netflix no, no we, we watched it in the cinema in the oh, cinema that yeah. private right yeah. okay we did not condone illegal downloading of course no I would never have did you like it I loved it I thought it was excellent I thought it was really fun it was clever Andy you can tell a wee do you know why I, I, know I got confused here just off topic because there's a film recently on Netflix original some girls in it it's a very similar story 
What's uh, it called? It's the ground talk. I can't remember, and it was pretty damn awful. Yeah. No, it's the one ground in... talk day thing, but she's basically trying to solve her own death as well. It's very similar. It's very similar idea. But it's not not, not that one. Day. The happy death is a lot of fun. Yeah. Really good, really yeah. enjoyable. And it was it was funny as well, though. Yeah. Darkly funny. Did, did you predict who it was? In it? I didn't know. I kind of knew who it was, but it doesn't ruin the enjoyment of it to me. I still enjoyed it, even though I kind of figured out who it was quite early on. Did you know? Well, I was? think I'd, I'd, I'd suggested the sister really early on. I thought uh, it was sister. Yeah. Uh, I think at one point you'd said something about all oh, that there's only one candle in the cake, which yeah. kind of featured yeah. curiosity. I think it, I think what I do with these farms is I think it's everybody because then oh, lot of average. I'm right. You're right. No. I kind of I tweak kind of early on who it was it didn't ruin it but I've seen a film where you tweak early on who it is and it totally ruins it this I can this I was actually because there's enough inventiveness in the other stuff during the film of like how it's you know other stuff that goes on yeah. like when you have this sort of like pretend ending like the sort of the, the early yeah. ending yeah. you kind of go and right I kind of went like I know it's not the end I know there's going to be a PS to this yeah. and you can I wasn't really freaked out by it or like faked out by that but yeah no, I think it's a good film really um, I, 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 I won't lie I wasn't convinced I was like I'm not going to enjoy this uh, I think um, Jill was at it as well she, you really liked it don't you Jill yeah. yeah we got a yep not just a nod this time uh, yes, said, yep. yes from Jill yeah so it was a good film um, well, the only other film I saw not at the cinema recently was a film called Boy oh Tiki Watiki yeah. one yeah, yes uh, it was on film 4 it is phenomenally good I think I may have recorded it I'm not going to ruin it for you then watch it it is is it as funny as what we do in the shadows yep it's on that level it's all that same kind of thing it's got nothing but charm nothing but like absolutely just you love it more similar in tone to the the hunt for the yes it's about a young boy whose dad comes out of prison Yeah. but his dad is sort of in his mind his dad's a superhero because his dad does everything and his dad's trying to be sort of like his dad's basically like a big kid himself trying to impress these children when he's like be a, be a parent, don't be that guy who's trying to like, almost one-up your own children, you know? Yeah. Um, right, you thinking that was his first kind of big... No, Eagle vs. Shark was his first one, it? I think. Yeah. No, no, we're right, we're right, Boy was the first Boy one. Boy and then Eagle, Eagle vs. Shark, Shark yeah. which I've not seen yet, which I want to yeah, see. Yeah, I've seen trailers where it kind of was originally released. Uh-huh, it's annoying, because yeah. based on this, that's now Boy, I think, is, a, is an absolute classic. Um, I think other people is an absolute classic Amazing, as well. Yeah. What we do in the shadows is an absolute classic, and Thor Ragnarok I thought yeah, was phenomenal yeah, as well. So if he, if Eagle vs Shark is as good as the rest of his, I mean that's like five for five in his first films, and that's yeah. been, that's a phenomenal um, run. On that, I was saying to Andy, there's they've announced a sequel to What We Do in the Shadows on the Werewolf side now. Yeah. I'd watch that. Is, is he doing it? I don't know if he's doing it, but I'm in. Because his next one is going to be he's doing a stop motion film from the it's Michael Jackson's life based on the point of view of Bubbles the Monkey. Oh. <laughs> which yeah. which might work because based on like if you watch Boy for example there's tons of Michael Jackson in it right. um, and I'm only going to say one word to you which is Thriller Hacker which when you see it will make more sense and it is it will bring a smile to your face okay okay that is quite a monologue but honestly if you can see chances if you've got to take Watch Boy is absolutely brilliant. I absolutely loved it. It's on a list. It's, yes. it's, it's an absolutely great movie. Um, but yeah, that's the only one I've seen at home um, recently. Uh, other thing I've seen at home recently is when you've got about Netflix. I spent all Saturday, all day watching Stranger Things 2. I loved it. I also did. You love it. You loved it as well. Did you love it? No spoilers. I've not seen it. No spoilers. Jill, you liked it as well, didn't you? Stranger Things 2. Yes. New characters. I thought I liked them. I love some Sean Astin. I I'm a huge Sean Ashton fan. Oh yeah, but Sam and the brother. Yes, also my was good as well. Um, also Paul Reiser was in it as well. Yeah, Paul Reiser. Basically doing at one point, literally doing a bit from Alien when he's trying to repeat trust him. <laughs> but you know, you can believe in me. I'm a good guy. Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm not working for the company. I, I, you know, I'm working for you. You're like, oh my god, he's fucking doing Alien. <laughs> um, 
or Alien, sorry, um, you've also who else in Newcastle in it as well? You got the brother in it as well. You've got Mad Max. The brother's in it. that guy from the new Power Rangers movie. Yeah, he's remember his name? He's actually very good in this. Have you seen brother. his additions? No, I haven't. Actually, they released the additions for Stranger Things too, and his addition is brilliant. He basically reads the lines um, of Kiefer Sutherland's character from Stand by Me. Right. Okay. So that's obviously where the my kids be channeling, you know. Um, tons of references again. Like it's oh, yeah. all over the place. He's, you'll notice so much about it. Is there more? Have they went more with Renshaw? No, it's the same level. I think it's just it's, it's yeah. and they're not even doing it that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that. I get them because I know that I'm a big fan yeah. of eighty film. But it doesn't take away from the film at any point or the, the programme. It doesn't feel like they're going out of their way to make these references. It doesn't feel like it's just a nostalgia or nothing else. Uh-huh. It probably bears more in line to maybe the Goonies this time a little bit more with the kids, I would say, than the last well, one did. Apart from Eleven's weekend of side, side story. Uh, where that goes, kind of Warriors. A bit Warriors, yeah, yeah absolutely with that. But no, it's, it's got a lot of Goonies in it. Um, a lot of um, again, Stand by Me's all over yeah. it as well. A lot, of, a lot of Kings all over it as well. Yeah, um, the tantrum, the tantrum was really good. Yeah, genius. Um, the young kid in it who had the um, no teeth in the first one, mm-hmm. he steals. I think to me yeah. he is the absolute heart and soul. This one, this time he is What's absolutely. His name again? I can't remember his name as an actor or as a character, but I just yeah. he's got the heart and soul of the film for most of it, yeah. and he has got the end of the film for him, or the end yeah. of the movie for him. It is, oh my god, it really breaks your heart in a brilliant way though. I really liked the relationship, doesn't ruin it for your relationship with the, the sheriff and the living. Yes, it works really well. Really, really well. Uh-huh, I thought so as well. It's, it's, it's not father-daughter, it's almost... It, it, it's kind of yeah, father-daughter, father father daughter, but it's also... It is like, it's, it's a friendship. Mm-hmm. It, like, he's like... Oh, Dustin. Dustin, that's the guy's name in the, uh, the fat kid. Um, it's not quite... It is father-daughter, but it is more like sort of big brother... Little brother, like sort of one of those like things in America, you get you know, the big brother looks after they just sort of like they kind of, yeah, but also you can kind of tell that he's aware it's like a dangerous animal he's looking yeah, at, yeah, yeah, he's very, he very understands like I can't, and, he, and a couple of times he does push it with her, yeah. like how far he can do stuff with her, like to try and like get her in line, and he and he, and he sort of get a lot of drama from that, but no. It's you a, need to watch you it. Need to watch it I, I know I've watched yeah. it. Yeah. Um, like I've sat, I, I watched it on one day. I sat there at 11 o'clock on like a Saturday morning and I was finished by like 9 o'clock that night. I watched it all in one go. Um, and I feel bad because I've ruined it for myself because I've now not got it for the next year. Yeah. But Andy pointed out that, which I don't know, is um, the sheriff who's on my favourite character. Hellboy. The first series is Hellboy. Hell, Hellboy. Yeah. I, I didn't realise that until Andy said. And yeah. So you don't see the picture of him as Hellboy? I've, I didn't know it was him. He looks very like Ron Perlman as Hellboy, yeah. to be honest. But he looks a slightly darker. Dark and red. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they're, they're nailed. He's got the presence as well. I think he could yeah. work well as Hellboy. Yeah. Really like the guy directing Hellboy is the guy directing Dog Soldiers. So Neil Marshall. He can do tension. So, yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, if you're going to see a trilogy and want to see finish, the Del Toro Hellboy trilogy is one we all wanted, but mm. that's now dead. It's not going to happen. So, any Hellboy on screen to me is good. Yeah. Magnola's involved in it, which I'm happy with that yeah. as well. So, I'm going R-rated. I'm going R-rated yeah. as well. I'm, I'm okay with it, yeah. but I would like to see um, Del Toro finish his version of it. The Perelman. The Perelman, I felt it was a chance of it. It's not going to happen, so we'll move on from it. Let's enjoy what we get. Um, so but yeah, back, back to Stranger Things. Sorry, Jones. Yeah. It's, it, it's like, I can't say more, it's, it, without ruining it for you. Yeah. Everything from the first film, everything from the first, the film, everything from the first series, it picks up on again. It still feels like the same world. It doesn't try and go, it gets go bigger, but not in, a, in an obvious, lazy way. It yeah. still feels very much involved in what it is. It's almost a show where kind of nothing happens in terms of no one learns any big lesson 
really in the show, you know, they're all kind of, they're wee kind of like morals here and there, but it's not just like you're just like, you're involved in these people's lives or things like that. Oh, Gremlins, there's a big Gremlins influence yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Massive Gremlins influence there's, in it. It's definitely a bit darker than the first Yes, season, a bit, but not to the point where it's like... Not in a bad way, no. but yeah. Does it feel... I get that it's a fantasy show, but does it feel too fantastical? Like this happened to them, and now this is happening to them. That's too fantastical. Uh, Not really. No. It's a follow-on almost. It does tie in. With the end of the first season, yeah. So it's not like a whole new, it's not like, oh, another set of aliens or whatever. Uh, no. It's like a continuation. Yeah. See, I thought it was a... No, no. no. This happened, yeah, that happened. No, stuff yeah. that happens at the end of season one plays into the start of season two. Right. So okay. it, it does oh, flow It's not like the Die Hard movies where how many times can this, you're stuck in this building, but, you know, it's not like that. No, it's not like that. It, 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 it flows really well. I really enjoyed it immensely. Like I said, really good TV watching. And I just, watch it. It's great TV. Honestly, it's genuine. It's only nine episodes. Which is yeah. 44, 45 minutes. One, I think the, the last one like, is like an hour, an hour and one minute. The rest of them are like under, most of them are under 50. So that you can batter through and it's really, it's structured well. Which Netflix uses that problem of being, it does like maybe three episodes too many. Yeah. All, all the Marvel stuff it was maybe it's a couple episodes too many a few yeah, there's always a few episodes where they're kind of coasting nothing nothing's happens, really moving yeah, yeah there's maybe only there's probably only one episode in this whole one where I thought it dipped slightly and that it's only it's going from like say a 10 to a 9 and a half it's not dropping massively just sort of one episode and maybe like eh. but everything else I thought was pitch perfect phenomenal loved it high praise high praise indeed like, I get for sure it's pitched at me you know it's like it's aimed at us who spent our lives watching 80s movies yeah for sure and it's, it'll rub off on us in a certain way and, and people may I hear I don't think you need to appreciate those 80s movies to enjoy it no you don't you don't have to appreciate them but you can, it, it adds something more to it when you're watching it you get all that you get you get that they love this as well the guy yeah. Duffer Brothers are writing they, they love this as well and you get and you understand their love it would be interesting because they, were, they actually originally pitched it yeah. They were the guys who they, right, they went yeah. to talk. To, uh, Brothers, they yeah. went to go it, and then basically Shiro said no to their version of it, okay. and then they went and done this instead, and then obviously the, the other guys done it. So I'm interested to see what, what their take on it would have been because this is like this to me feels like the most Stephen King Stephen King show Was without actually Stephen being Stephen King. King you know, yeah. um, is there a third one? Yes, it's been green. Yeah, being wasn't. Yeah, it's been green. I think already. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. The ending does kind of set it up anyway, so... Set something up, but even if there wasn't a set up ending, just ended it, it would still be like, yeah, we're going to watch an end. We're gonna, we want a third season. Okay. You know, anyway. Right, I'm going to fucking watch it. You know what? I'm You've got to watch it, it yes. I will watch it. So we can discuss it at length and all the intricacies and spoilers that we want to discuss with yourself. Just can't tell me, okay. um, So, on to movies now. Movies, movies, movies. Movies, movies, movies. movies. So, the first film I saw this week was Murder on the Orient Express. Have you seen, seen it? seen last night. you seen last night yes, as well? Yes, Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, yeah. clarify, is that, what's his name, Poirot? Yeah, he's playing Poirot on it, yeah. Not here, please. Not here, Poirot. Right, straight, anyway, straight off the bat. No, no, let's do our usual, what we normally tell. So it's Kenneth Branagh, directed, he directed um, Thor, obviously, we know this. Mm-hmm. Jack Ryan, Satchel Recruit, he directed that as well. Did he? Yes, he's oh. done that as well. Um, recently, the most recent film we've done was Cinderella. I did, which I didn't realise either. Yeah. And I quite enjoy Cinderella. Yeah. Um, so the plot is, it's amazingly, I couldn't believe it, it's only the second adaptation of this on film. Is it? Uh-huh. The only other one was a 1974 version. Was there a TV show? There's a TV, yeah. there's a TV version right. of it, yes. Yeah. But for a big screen, the only other version was the Sidney Lumet version. Yeah. From 74 with Sean Connery and Albert Finney uh-huh. and Ingrid Berman and yeah. all that people on it. Which is, through what I've heard, very much perfect for the book. I've not seen it. I've not seen this or read the book, so yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Other than, I know 
of there is something called Murder on Express, but I knew nothing beyond that, other than it's in the lexicon. Okay. Um, the cast, they obviously massive cast. You've Kenneth Branagh playing Poirot. Yep. You've got also Penelope Cruz. Yep. William Defoe. Judy Dench, Daisy Ridley. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, Josh Gad, uh, Derek Jacobi, Johnny Depp. Um, who else in it? Oh, Leslie Odom Jr. Yep. Big up to the Hamilton man. He's, he's, yeah, he's I looked, good. I looked at his resume and he's not, not long there yet, but... He's done Hamilton on Broadway, which is the greatest thing ever made in the history of the world. No, I don't, I don't, I've not bought into the Hamilton thing. You've got Hamilton yet? Yeah. Listen, Hamilton's amazing. I don't do musicals, remember. Musical, this, 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 this is like, imagine, not to get sidetracked by Hamilton, but imagine 8 Mile, right? But only rather than being about Detroit rap, it's about constitutional law in the 1800s. It's fucking phenomenal. No. It's honestly the best thing in the world. No. No. It is great. I would rather drink paint stripper thing. No, you will no. not. Trust me. I'll send you the soundtrack, listen to it, it'll get you. No. It's amazing. Don't send me the soundtrack. I will send you the soundtrack. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> just taking this. Do you want to your well, listener to not drink paint stripper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't drink paint stripper. No, don't do that. Unless Richard makes you listen to Hamilton. Don't. Hamilton is amazing. Hamilton's a genius piece of art. <laughs> anyway, the plot of this film is basically Poirot is in. Is it Constantinople he's in? Is it Istanbul? That's uh, uh, Noise Korea, I think, isn't it? Noise. Aye. He's still sent some place that looks really Egyptian and Turkish. Turkish and Turkey, Turkey, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that would be Istanbul then? Yeah. <laughs> so I was correct, yeah. No, he's not, he's in the Holy Land, he's at the yeah. Wall. Yeah, he's he's going to Istanbul, yeah. that's what it is, sorry, yes. Um, basically, well, on this very deserted train, travelling through the night, yeah. someone dies on the train, or murdered, murdered on the train. On There's 11 people on the train, or 12 people on the train, two people on the train, and unfortunately one of them is the greatest detective of all time, yeah. and he's got to try and solve the case before they get into this, into where they're going, it's Istanbul they're going to, yeah. otherwise it'll, the person will go off the train and get away. And the police will get involved. The police will get involved, yeah. Don't really want, don't really want that. Tangled up because they're all in a hurry to get to London and various other He's going to London if he wants to solve another case or something, yeah. yeah. And then for America, all the places to go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of it? I uh, enjoyed it. Uh, it felt a lot like a pilot. Uh, it felt like, like if you were watching Sherlock, it felt like that. I felt like it wouldn't have been out of place on TV, but it wasn't a miss on the big screen either. I disagree. I think it felt more like it, it felt like a classical filmmaking. Like it's, it's well made, but I think when it comes on to TV, and I'm looking forward to watching it, it'll sit really we well will. on a small screen. I yeah. Think so yeah. It, it, it was nice to see it, like it was nice. Actually, I know there's a lot of CGI in it some places, obviously, yeah. but it felt genuinely like sort of classic filmmaking. It's like the big sweeping shots at times. Um, it went kind of the Palma-esque at times, I thought, with yeah. the couple of tracking shots along the train. Cinematography was, it was really well done. Camera was really good because they're filming a lot in, in, in the, train, the train, yeah, in the cabin, and they, they, they use the space. Really they're trying well. to make it everything differently. They shoot yeah. it from weird angles. Like they're a couple of above shots. Again, that was a, the Bay de Palma shot, like the one yeah. above when they're moving from carriage to carriage to yeah. carriage. That felt very de Palma uh, to me. The colours were good, and when it done the big kind of backgrounds, they were really beautifully shot as well. They were, but you don't think. See when they're on the train sitting talking, particularly the scene with him and Depp sitting talking, when Bran and Depp are talking, yeah. sorry. It looked very what's the thing the project it looked very projection. Got Matt almost. It looked no it looked like basically a film projection, like basically they've got a screen in the back of that that's just running film and they're not they're not moving the screen just sort yeah, of yeah. it looked like that. Which in a way I didn't mind because was like, it meant to be that's what yeah. I kinda thought maybe yeah. is that but then what will happen was when I was watching it, the shot over Depp's head, like when you're looking at Depp on, right, mm. in the back you've got Mountains, right? 
Then you see the reverse shot, and you're talking to Brana. You've got like flat planes. Yeah. I felt like did no one think to like maybe try and match these up? Like if he's traveling through like mountains, it stands to reason that he would travel through mountains as well. So it felt like someone should have matched something up there to make it feel like that, that's one of the things. It's one of these wee things that the that irritated me. Probably no one else would like really get bored with it. it. Just pissed me off when I was watching it. What there I found. It, you've got such a big ensemble cast, and there's, you don't really get to learn about any one you, character you because there's so many. And I get that. I think Lorraine was saying today that she was a little bit like Christie, and she kind of writes around the kind that happened, not the character. Yes. That's not the focus. Yeah. So maybe that kind of that's reflected. But I think you've got all these interesting characters, and you get eight minutes from each yeah, one. Yeah, that was my biggest issue with it. on the bones almost. But the mystery itself is meaty. The only person who has a chance to really properly shine is Bran as in a role of Because he gets to, him and his moustache get to do everything. Does he have a waxed coat? Oh my God, it is magnificent. Like, it is. I thought I wasn't going to like it, but I like it. It's quite phenomenal when you see it. I don't know, is it real? I think it's real. I thought it was real. It did look very real. I was looking like, oh my God, is he growing that forest? If it is real, then... Like, bravo for bravo for it. It is magnificent. Looking, Shoot. people had to duck to get around it. You know, people like yeah. people had to like negotiate it. Absolutely, um, it was funny as well. Though, wasn't very it? funny. It was. Yeah. Some of the he was particularly very funny in as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
there felt like a lot of stuff in this film that's been done before Aye. and because it's been, it's been done before because the book was written in the 40s I think it was 34 yeah. so there's been a lot of murder mysteries and things like that have taken what, what Agatha Christie done yeah. and have aped it in some way so it doesn't feel new and fresh because it's been done so often yeah. so because of that that's how I think I guessed it if I'd seen this for the first time and maybe not and maybe not watched anything crime-wise or anything like that, it might have thrown me more. Yeah. Hope yourself. I didn't get it, no, no, but I thought the revelation at the end in the tunnel, that, that kind of last 20 minutes, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. The whole reveal and here's, here's what happened, here's how it happened. And I, I was like, wow, I did, didn't, didn't see it at all. Nice one. Uh, but I'm a bit slow and simple. Slow, yeah. And, uh, point, everyone done it for me, so. But yeah, overall, it's enjoyable TV. I, oh, I'm sorry. I think it will translate amazingly. I think the only problem with it is, in the end of it, they try and set a sequel up, not in an overt way, but they just kind of mention oh, something. Yeah, Death and Death and Isle, everyone knows yeah. again. Yeah. People know the titles of these, these yeah, books, yeah. Yeah. I don't see it starting a universe or anything like that. Or, 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 is, or, is, it, is he going for the franchise to this? No, he's not going for it, but he's trying to obviously set up like we can maybe do another one of these, another one of these, another one of these, and it's definitely going. I don't think this is got the audience for it. I can't imagine many young kids going, let's go for a night out, we've got Thor on next door, oh no, let's go and see the Agatha Christie my adaptation. If Sherlock was made into a movie... Sherlock's got a very sexy Benedict Cumberbatch as well, and also a very short, sexy um, Downey Jr. Kenneth Branagh has many things. And he is he sexy to the crew. He's a bit like the boy who played um, his, his kind of buddy, what was his name? Carl? What was his name? Yes, I got to talk about it. He's quite kind of... You're not building a film around that guy, though, are you? No, not. I think that, I think that's where the problem could lie. Yeah. It's targeting an audience who maybe aren't really that interested in going to cinema as much these days. Yeah. You know, it's maybe it's maybe a, maybe a later fifties, sixties audience people like. Passing back to make a better TV show than a movie. Then. Possibly. What, I mean, the cinema you were in when you watched it. What was the audience like? Older. Actually, no. It was, it was quite mixed and it was quite busy as well. I'm was surprised it? Was how busy it was? It yeah. was more than half full between half and three quarters full alright fair enough um, and quite a, an eclectic mix of people okay, I went, I went uh, on a Monday afternoon and it was well I went, I went on Monday at like half three so like before work for kicks out and stuff like that and it was again I was the youngest person by a good 15-20 years right, okay. it was a very engineer creaking and groaning and you could smell the linseed oil yes yeah. yes a lot of humbugs clicking away you know that kind of thing you know <laughs> um, but you no know, but it, it, that audience needs to be needs to see film and people and if you can find the right film that audience will flock to go and see it. that's how things like um Exotic Marigold Hotel can make Don't huge money. Not much a bad thing about it because they're absolutely perfectly fine films, but they can make massive money based on the fact that attacks it, it goes for a certain audience. Not every film has to be for you know kids yeah. and for young adults. You know, so out of ten, what are you giving it? I give it a six out of ten. I'm with, I'm six and a half. Yeah. Same idea. Which is it's not a bad score. For totally, yeah. totally fine, totally enjoyable. You can watch it, you can switch on, and it's actually kind of fun to watch. Yeah. And you might even watch. It, it brings me to very. It's a film we can be on, maybe not this year, obviously because it's just out. Next year, it's a Boxing Day film. Oh, definitely. It's definitely yeah, a Boxing yeah, Day movie. I'll watch it and look forward to yeah, watching it. Watch it again? Yeah, definitely. Um, next film on the list is one that I saw. I think, Annie, you want to see this? Killing of a Sacred Deer? Yeah, I was going to, but I didn't. Because um, that's the guy that directed The Lobster. The Lobster, yes. The same guy, yeah. So that's yeah. a weird person. So, oh, it sounds really good. So I'm going to try and do my best not to spoil this, and obviously we're talking about oh, it. Oh, you're fine. No, it's hard to spoil it, to be honest. It's, um, so directed by a guy called Yorgos Lathamos, as Andy mentioned, directed the film last two years ago called two The Lobster, ago, called which amazingly is one of our favourites. I yeah. mean, even Jill, who, who does not like the art house shit, absolutely loved The Lobster. And I think you loved it as well, didn't you? I still don't understand it. I don't really get yeah, it. Did you and you go see it together? We did, But you liked it in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it's like, this This is interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, the plot of this film is it's hard, I'm not going to ruin it because it's hard to ruin, it's hard to tell what it is. In the film, Colin Farrell plays a doctor, heart surgeon, sorry, whose life has gone along in a 
certain way, he befriends a young boy, for reasons you find out later on. But his befriending of him has other repercussions from the past that then play out in the future. What I read, there's a lot of deadpan humour in this. My God, it is, yeah. it is deadpan. Is it like lobster type Yes, it very much right. exists in the same world as a lobster. Right, okay. Everyone's, everyone's conversation is very direct, very simple, which is kind of still good and almost mundane. You know, it's like the one bit, the opening sort of dialogue you get in the film is two doctors talking about a watch. Isn't it, yeah? About how one's got a metal strap and a leather strap and how, how, how one costs so much money, one didn't cost as much money. And that's sort of the opening dialogue of the film. And everything's very, it's very sort of clipped dialogue. Where is, I mean, I was talking to Jill about the way I described it was, I think the Lathamos almost sees people the way an alien would see people. Which, I mean, he, he gets who they, he gets sort of like what they are, but not quite what makes them a, a person yeah. you know it almost seems like it's almost like an alien impersonating a human like it's doing everything right but, but just, just not in the right way you know it feels like it's a bit of, it's like, a very dull like thingy in Men in Black have you seen Men in Black at, um, yeah. who is it Vincent Nofrio uh-huh. they're doing the things right but just they're not something that is you know, like something just not is off you know it feels like it, it almost feels like a wee like I said to you it's like an alternate timeline like it's, it's us but it's just something's tweaked wrong so that humanity has been lost. Yeah, so, something's uh, happened. Yeah. Um, Do you think you need to see the lobster no. to appreciate it more? No, I don't no, think not so. Not to understand, to appreciate it more. I don't think so. I, mean, you can, no. I don't think it would matter, no, yeah. not at all. But I think, when you, as soon as you've seen the lobster and you watch this... It's a companion piece. Yes, you instantly identify it as the same world. I always took, for some reason, I always took the lobster as taking place in the future. Yeah, yeah. Even though some of the technology looks yeah. a little bit, like, sort of, almost like retro, uh-huh. I took it to the future. This one's set in 2017. Right. Maybe not our 2017, but a parallel 2017 to us. Okay. Um, so it almost feels like the, uh, where, where the world is in this film, in say 25, 30 years' time, you'll be at the lobster world. If that makes sense. Yeah. What's confusing me is when I'm interested in this film, I've been looking up and reading yeah. things. Is what, what genre is it fitting in? They keep showing up on horror lists, but everything I read about it suggests it's not horror. I always talk to a friend about it, and the way I would describe it is. <laughs> It's an art house drag me to hell, right. which okay. is so it's got horror elements. That's yes, why it's getting... there's a horror thriller, almost Rosemary's Baby esque aspect to it. And that also seems sometimes described as a, a tragic comedy. Tragic comedy would work well. It does. It does. It's. It sounds really like so cliche to say he cannot pigeonhole this right. film. It crosses genres. It crosses every genre. You know there are bits when it is you're just watching it going it's like really dark and then at the moment you're like you will genuinely laugh like you're like fucking that's really funny. But you don't want to laugh at it, but you feel like you have to because of what came before it is so kind of brutal and so so tense in a way. You know, you feel you need to laugh at it. Did uh, they do anything on the same level as without spoiling it for anyone who's not seen it? The dog scene in the lobster. Did they do anything akin to that? The opening shot. Of, the opening shot of this film is open heart surgery. Yeah. Which is quite brutal. Yeah, I remember reading that actually. It actually shows you that a beating heart, yeah. and apparently it's real. Um, real surgery. Real point. surgery, yeah. You see this person's heart beating away. Uh, there's a couple of moments in regarding Colin Farrell tells a story to his, his boy, a secret. I'm not going to tell you the secret is, but you want to like, you, you have no idea how to take this story. Like you're watching, going, I'm like, do I laugh at this? Do I, do I feel sick by it? Yeah. How do I feel when I'm, when I'm, I'm hearing this story? Um, it's very uh, yeah. They keep mentioning yeah, daughters like daughters going through menstruation and stuff like that. So they keep mentioning that and they keep they call it that as well. Which is, feels very. I said if I feel like it's an alien talking about our world. It, yeah. It's got the words right, but you wouldn't use use those words. Um, I read a few comparisons to the the, the son. His um, 
It's kind of acting was similar to. Was the one about Kevin? The boy from the yes, um, we, we talked about Kevin. It's yeah. yes, very much like that. Absolutely, yeah. There's almost there's a humanity. Every character has got it's almost a humanity stripped from them a little bit. Mm. They, they feel like kind of like shadows walking through the world, or almost like the husks in a way. Yeah. They're doing like I said, they're doing what they should be doing, and almost step for waving way. Like, like something just off with you. Yeah. And to me, that works really well with it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it. it it's much like the film we saw, the um, a ghost story, um, and the lobster. Um, you come out with a lot of questions. You come out <coughs> thinking about it. You come out wanting to talk about it to somebody. So you're, you're not forgetting about it, you know, instantly. It's not like one of those. It's not. It's not disposable. And like for all the films I saw last week, when I said I saw Thor and stuff like that, I love Thor immensely. But it's disposable. You know, it doesn't really linger with you for that much longer than you know that. But well, I'm still thinking about Hemsworth right now. <laughs> you know, this film. This film stayed with me, and it, it stuck with me for a long time after it. And I've been thinking about it kind of all day today as well. And I saw it yesterday. Yeah, yeah so it's really it stuck with me. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happily seeing it still sticking around next week at decent times as well it's on at 5 o'clock next week as well which is good normally these kind of films have a good yeah. release in the first week and then they get buried at like yeah. 1 o'clock in the afternoon or they're gone so nice to see it sticking around so yeah definitely you get a chance to go and see it two hours pretty much pretty much bang on two hours Two hours, one minute. I yeah. know this because yeah. there are no things. Yeah. Is that a laborious two hours? Or does no, it I didn't look at my watch, I don't think. It does feel like... It's, there are times when the film itself is slow, mm. but I don't feel it's slow to the point where you're, at, you're really kind of... You're awkward about it. Like, the ghost story at times felt laboriously slow to the point yeah, you're... Yeah, right. yeah, kind of um, dips, yeah. You know, I'd put it more on a par with something like Mother. Right, okay. But for a long time, you're really not sure what's going on and why it's going on. Things do come into fruition later on. You understand a few things, but you still don't really understand understand it. Is my wee simple brain going to make anything? Just I think take Lorraine with you. Walk out and be able to do No, take Lorraine with you. Yeah. We only had one walkout in the cinema, which I was surprised at. I expect to see more walkouts. Um, but yeah, interesting. You wouldn't fall, fall asleep in it either. Um, the casting, you get Nicole Kidman in it, playing a very interesting role. You get Farrell in it as well, playing the main guy in it. Uh, you've got Alicia Silverstone in it as well. Oh, she's got quite a small part. Very part small part. part. Really good. She plays, like, I think it's literally one scene she's got, yeah. but plays it really she's well. The, the mother? The mother of um, the guy called is Barry Keown. He's um, the boy in Dunkirk, George, the one who dies in Dunkirk. Yep. He plays sort of the main sort of cause of everything. Right. And you also got playing the daughter is Rafi Cassidy. She's in Tomorrowland. Oh, okay. yeah. Again, very good in it as well. Really plays it well. So, um, if you get a chance to go and watch it, definitely watch it. Okay. I'll give I give it eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, there is some stuff to watch. I mean, it's it's a difficult watch and it's tough to get into. Something I think that's going to bring it down. It maybe not give the mass appeal and what it did and what brings it down a little bit. But overall, I can't fault it. It's, it's a really enjoyable, excellent film, sure. and I really like it. I will, I will go and see it. Definitely go and see it. Um, so, Colin, we've not been with you for a while for the last like two weeks. Have you seen anything interesting in all the two weeks? You want to discuss with us while we're here? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about Thor? How many times have you seen Thor? I've only seen it only twice. Only twice. Only twice. Only twice. Very yeah. good. Um, and both times, well, just as good as each other. Yeah. 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 yeah even when you know the, the jokes coming. coming, they don't lose the punch. No, no, no yeah. not yeah. at all. Um, best Marvel film to date. I'd agree. By well, no, no, definitely best Thor film. Best Marvel film for me. To, this I wouldn't is, say it's the best Marvel. Because Iron Man Three still exists. <laughs> See, I think if I think if Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't come before it, 
because it has similar humour at times. It's a similar kind of tone part. It's tight well, part, yeah. the first time we'd seen that tight. It's darker than Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the humour. Humour is similar. If that had been the first time we'd been introduced to that kind of humour in the Marvel Universe, it would probably be up there, but because some of us are wee tiny bit. See, I would say yeah, it's Marvel. I would say generally it's Marvel's first out-and-out comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they've made, they've made films so far that have been your yeah, action films that have comedy moments in them. This feels they went all out for comedy. I mean, they've said they've said it was eighty-eight percent improvised dialogue, and yeah. you can tell it's just people yeah. having a blast, just Aye. like bouncing off each other, see more sticks. Yeah, you know? and there's bits that you go like, I can't believe that's in a film because yeah. like the way with Kiki underplays almost every major event. Like even the finale of the film, and he's in the, the wee big rock monster guy's like, "Oh, you'll be fine. The foundations will be fine. You'll be fine." Oh, oh, it's a nice tip up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just destroys. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, it's like dismisses it. Yeah, yeah, just everything's really dismissive, and it's and like the story that Thor tells about um, the snake. The snake. You know, yeah. just, that feels so like sort of just. But like, did you see when you watch that again? Did you watch Hiddleston? Oh, he's no, he's Coxon. Yeah, he's he's no, he's absolutely killing it. Man, he's it. properly nailed. You can see that reaction to it. I noticed that the first. I've only seen it once so no, far, but I noticed like he's properly got him with that. He's really enjoying it, that it one. Really does hold up to the The whole the sun goes down. I like the way it's almost kind of ribbon Joss Whedon, but in a nice way. It's perpetual. I've, I've yeah. been I've been using that phrase to Joe now, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like when she gets tired or something, I'm going like sun's going down. Come on, let's yeah. go. <laughs> That's going uh, to get you in trouble. We figured out why I'm doing it. Yeah, she's really annoyed at me. Um, <laughs> Is it the most Goldblum of Goldblum performances? The most Goldblum of Goldblum. Um, somebody said that to me today as well. Actually, being great big about it, and that's what he said. It's the, the most. It's almost like I'm not entirely sure he knew he's been filmed. Yeah. It, it they might have just, just caught him on an off day. Uh, he just it been. Was <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that character's what's his name, his brother. From well, no, Guardians. he's that's not in the film, but that's what he said on a few interviews. In, so the, in the actual comics, he is, yes. Yeah. The character and him are brothers. brothers you know in the comics. Yeah. Um, the best popcorn film of the year so far? Oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. Crunchy, man. Nothing yeah. Nothing I thought it was. It's generally the most fun I've seen in the cinema for yeah. this year. I'm scared that this is going to be my best film of the year and Star Wars is coming out. That's how much I'm I think it was different. I don't see. Oh, yeah. I don't see the new Star Wars being that funny. I think it'd been more like sort of. Like, it sounds cliche to say like it's going to be. It's going to be their empire, but it feels like that, that's the kind of route they're maybe going with this one. Because you also get stuff hanging over Star Wars of like the death of Carrie Fisher. They've got to try and pay homage to that and do it properly. Um, that's why I think it might not have the laughs or the sort of like that kind of feel in this new Star Wars film. This film felt. Impact, um, Justice League more than Impact Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Justice League's out now, so they're not out, it's out in a week's time, so they can't really do much with it. I think there's uh, a comparison, it's going to be close to you, but like, after watching Thor, are you going to enjoy Justice League, League in the same way? It's, it's a shame though, because I think, I don't know about you, but I'm going to into Justice League with such low expectations that I don't know if it can fail, because my bar is I think it can fail, I can still fail. I think, uh, so. I, I think Justice League, not, I think Justice League will actually work better than we think it's going to work. But still, but still not be great. But I, I'll accept, I'll almost accept an average Justice League. Which we shouldn't accept that, but we will. Yeah. But anything else, Colin, you want to talk about these scenes cinema wise? I think that's all I've, I've seen. I've Apart from the one you saw of your lady last night as well. What did you see last night? Before you saw Phantom Oh, of the no, I've seen that myself. What are you going to see yourself? I went to see um, Bad Mom's Christmas. You are a sad, sad <laughs> bastard. It yeah. was funny. Directed by. 
John Lucas and Scott Moore, who did a film called Bad Mums 1. Directed by Who Cares? Who Cares? Who cares? <laughs> and also 21 and over, no. which I quite like. It, it starred um, Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis, Kristen Bell, and Catherine, Catherine Han. Catherine Han was in it as well. And then the mums are played by? Oh, I don't know. Susan Sarandon. Oh, Susan Sarandon was in. She was huge, the best friend, isn't she? Cheryl Hines. Her and the dad was about the dad's name was, um, who plays the dad in it again? Shit. I'm really, really, really impressed when I forgot his name now. Okay. Um, what's, the plot, what's the plot of this film called? Um, three moms decide to reclaim Christmas from their control and kind of lives that take over Christmas. And there's a lot of dick jokes in it as well. That's I mean, is the best stuff in the trailer? Yeah, that's it. The trailer is the movie. It's the first one with Tinsel on it. That's all it is. Can't even muster any kind of mock caring about that. Was there any? Re- could have maybe perhaps combined this with Daddy's Home and stopped with going to see this and maybe be any one film? Oh, that would have been amazing. Bad Mom's yeah. Daddy Christmas. Daddy's Mom, Dad's Aye. Christmas. And, you, and also, just, just for the sake of it, don't let Mel Gibson do it. Like, go, Mel, you're better than this. Is he though? Is he though? I, I love Mel. I, I love Mel. No, but I think this will be alright. Anyway, Daddy's home. I don't know if I'm going to have to go to see it. I'm going to see the advanced preview of it. John Lithgow's in it. I know. That's the thing with Daddy's home. We'll talk about it next week when we see it, but yeah. I love everyone in Daddy's home. But he's not that young Christmas. It's exactly that. It's a rehash of the first one with Tinsel and some of the more crude jokes on it. Nothing else. What else have you watched this week and you forgot about that strange version of The Exorcist? Oh, yeah. The version you've never seen. What's the different? version called the version you've never seen? It was released in 2000. What they done was just add some CGI and put in some scenes like the crab walk scene. Um, it was deleted from the original. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like a, a kind of... Did Freakin have any control over this? Did he have any sort this of... Was the, this was the, the author of the book. This was his vision. Right, right okay. Uh, it's a bit like, like, like the Donner version of Superman or something, like Superman 2 type thing. Yeah, yeah. Did it good. Be good. Really, it works really, well. Yeah, really well. Yeah, what it adds to it is yeah. relevant. I mean, it could have been like a Lucas special edition, you know, of the original trilogy, but it's not. It actually does add to it. Yeah, it gives, gives more to the story. Better than the original? They say CGI, oh, yeah. it's not blatant CGI, it's really subtle. Well, interestingly, we talk about subtle CGI, did you know that? Kate Blanchett's costume and um, it's all CGI. Oh, yeah. At no point is she wearing a costume, it's always she's wearing a motion cap suit. Is she naked the whole time? Mo cap suit. Mo cap suit. Yeah. Naked. Come on, mo cap suit. I don't know how this works, but I finally confused her. But she was <laughs> said in an interview, confused her and it made her do things wrong. Yeah. I don't know what that means. That's what you see when you watch, like, there's a lot of stuff you really appreciate really subtle CGI, you don't realise the CGI. But I didn't know that at all. I thought she was just wearing that really. Yeah, like, see, like, for example, like Baby Driver? Yeah. All the graffiti yeah. in Baby Driver? All CGI. Yeah. If you watch Ed, like, a lot of times they just. They don't paint the walls, it's not worth the time, they just CGI it in. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you get Medusa's hair and Marvel and humans. They cut it off in the first episode. You want to cry. They don't shave her head in the first 10 minutes to try and make sure we don't have to spend money on the CGI. I think they probably looked at like the pre shots of the CGI and went and just cut her head off. Yeah, that's your head. Just don't do that anymore. Um, quickly back to Bad Moms, I gave it a 5. But 5 out of 10? Because you know what, you can go in and watch it, have a few laughs, and you don't need any amount of intelligence at all to appreciate it. It was just a pure thing, no thinking, shitty day at work, funny movie. That was it? Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I think I'm going to have to go and see it at some point, because Jill wants to see it, but I'm not looking forward to it. There is a few chuckles there. There are a few chuckles. Not, not as many as there should be. Can I give it a 0 out of 10? Even if I'm not seeing it, I will. I like Catherine Hand. I think I find her very funny. She's really, really cute. But in a, I kind of find her in a funny way. Yeah, keep talking to her, but to see who the dad was, because he was, was really, really uh, good. The other person who I've not, not seen this film, was about Kristen Bell's in it. 
She's in a show right now on Netflix called The Good Place. Oh, I've seen the, the kind of trailer thing for that, but I've not Which is that. really good. She plays, like, basically it's this idea of someone, when you die, you go to heaven or hell, and she gets put into heaven by mistake, and she's got to prove herself as being a good person, because she's been a pretty awful person in life, to be honest, so... So it's really funny ones. Really Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Boys, stand out. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. I haven't sat in the world. Yeah. So you got a five out of ten. Five out of ten. I mean, I think that. I think that, that does sound like at least four points higher than it should be. No, it's just it's exactly what it is. It's a, a crude comedy with lots of smoke. That, that's it. It's, you all find it odd though a Christmas film released in November? They're doing it, but Jesus, you get asked to start selling Christmas stuff after the summer holidays are done. That's just a sore point. I'll get really angry if you go down this, this dark road. <laughs> <laughs> Should we poke it? Well, would you not like Christmas early? <laughs> just seriously. I mean, there's like, there's what, 24 days of Christmas at most. No matter which way you stretch December, 24 days cannot overflow into November. No, I agree. I'm with you. December. October, as soon as October's in a way, that's it. I'm not against it, I'm with you on this, yes. So it's proper, like, does people having, like, Christmas work nights out late November? Ah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I get annoyed about? This is the real sore point, is you say that to people who go, you're such a grinch, you're like, no, I love Christmas. I just love Christmas when Christmas. I love the week of Christmas, it's amazing, but no, I don't really need to worry about it. Has there not been a Christmas movie channel for about three months now? Yeah, probably. There has, it's been up for ages. me and Jill decided for, the, for Advent basically to watch a Christmas movie every day um, and it pretty much destroyed my soul because <laughs> there's a few good ones out there you've got Scrooged National Lampoon Elf and that's about it to be honest Direct the Gremlins which out as well um, other than that there's a lot of shit there um, so I really hope we don't do it this year because I feel we watch the same shit again. Jill, I think you should do <laughs> it. Just force me to do it again. Yeah, another thing, see if I was to walk about wearing a Halloween costume in September, I would get looks. I'm sure you would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless, yeah, you would get looks. Hey, back, on, it, it's, it's yeah. back on track to movies. That's a short a load essentially for this, this week. That's um, But next week, what we have out, we have got so big release is Paddington 2. Do you know what? I'm looking at the trailers and thinking it doesn't look as if it's got any heart or soul. Oh, screw you. Did you see the first one? Yeah. I love I, the first one. This one, I think, has got all heart and soul. I've heard terrible. nothing but amazing reports so far about this. Yeah. I've heard really strong. I'm very I've heard Hugh Grant is an Oscar winning performance in this one. <laughs> so I'm actually looking forward to this one a lot. We've also got the Florida Project out. Nice. Look for it online, right? You'll like it because it's a guy done Tangerine. Oh, okay. we like Tangerine. Yeah. Um, it's basically about a guy who runs a motel or a, a motel in America, and there's like a couple of the kids at it, and he sort of like becomes like a surrogate father type thing. It's basically more kind of like a boyhood kind of film almost. Yeah. Um, it looks. We saw a trailer for the first time last night. I've been hearing about this film is a it, lot. Is it lo-fi? Looks lo-fi. It looks very indie. William Dafoe is the main actor in it, and he's not being a weird William Dafoe. He looks like he's being an actor. Yeah. You know, he's, in, he's been like a, a normal person who just happens to look around the four. He's not a caricature or Yes, yeah. essentially. So it's nice to see him doing that. So okay. look out for it. It's out next week. I think it looks a phenomenally good film. Um, also got out um, Only the Brave. Oh, I'm going to see it Friday. The firefighting one with Miles Teller and Josh Brolin's in it as well. Josh yeah. Yep, so that's out as well. And also, it's only got quite a, a limited release, but I'm going to try and go and see it on Sunday. Um, it's Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman. Which you were telling about is the guy who created Wonder Woman who lived with his wife and wife. Yes, it's all very kinky. Um, 
it looks like sort of a geek version of Fifty Shades. So it could be both. Predator might be out soon as well. Predator's out tomorrow. Is, oh, is it tomorrow? Right? Tomorrow's out. Is it that soon? What time is it? Uh, so it's a, yeah, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock showing. Is it an unlimited or just unlimited? Uh, no, no, it's just a standard showing. It's a, a one day release. I like that actually been a really exciting announcement. I don't know if you've done a few anniversary of it. That's it. Where's the big market hype for this? It's basically done for Terminator 2. It's a one day release just because it's 35 anniversary of it. That's it. That should be a big thing. I feel like that's it's a certain thing. I'm, I'm intrigued. We're going to go and see it as well. I'm going to go and see it. I'm intrigued to know what the crowd will be for it. You know, because it's can't you put it on a Thursday night? And they keep, you're not going to get the crowd you want for it. What, Predator is the, you know, the ultimate Friday night after a few drinks at the pub, sitting down at home and watching a film. It's that kind of movie. You don't really watch that on a Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday night, do you watch it? Like a, it's a kind of late night kind of movie, you know. Now, so I just yeah, it looks the big screen as well. Uh huh. I like to watch that just to hear the punchline because mine's as big as a house and surrounds. <laughs> just for that, I won't. Yeah, um, I don't think they've done anything to it. They've not cleaned it or anything like that. But really, like, with close encounters, they'd like sort of reject it and yeah, just as it was. As I think so. Yeah, which, which in a way could be good. In a way, sometimes you need to be clean up for this the, the film to make it look really good. Sometimes you blow these films up on these HD HD screens. 4.3 they're going to show 4.3 or is it going to yes we don't know they might stretch it out and it might yeah. look weird so that's actually interesting to know. Like for example Cody Counter they cleaned up they fixed the the redub not redub the sound but they, sort of, they fixed the sound and stuff like that on it the sound was always amazing on that so film you anyway. see it tomorrow? yes I am Silverburn 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 okay I like you know what it's like you going to go see it I don't know mate I don't know how long is Predator I can't remember is it a two hour film 90 minutes, 90 minutes. Uh, no so it starts at age we finish by about 10 o'clock at the latest I have to do a trailer. Aye, so about that. But I'm, anyway. I'm genuinely I'm looking forward to it. I've not, I've not watched Predator for about 10 years. Yeah, it must be, I must have been in my 20s, like, like early 20s when I last watched Predator. Yeah, it's not I've, watched watched back. I've watched Predator 2 more often, I like, I love Predator 2. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I think Predator 2 is a better movie. No? Predator 1, but I don't like Predator 2. Danny Donovan? Like no, Axon. Also the best tagline in cinema. Do you know what? I don't even have a reason for not liking it. You I don't, don't like it. I just don't like it. Maria Kachiro Ozzo. Yeah, it's a great movie. I love Predator 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm very good Anyway, that's probably it for the day, Colin. What do you want to tell people if you find us? Yeah, you can find us in all the usual places. Um, we're on Facebook at the number 3 Beers in a Movie. We're on Twitter at the number 3 Beers in a Movie. We're now on Instagram at the number 3 Beers in a Movie. And um, for fuck's sake, somebody send us a bag. One fuck Andy, don't send me an email. Well, oh, just come by the Raven. And you can, talk, you can join in, yeah. <laughs> Um, one, one of the emails somebody email is um, number three beers my movie at gmail what about Ukrainian personal emails is we won't understand it I don't care I, I like the fact we have in Ukraine listening to us we've got Ukrainian now as well we've got Ukrainian people we've got Russian people listening to us as well we have Zimbabwean people listening to us we have a lot of American people listening to us and also we're quite big on Elaman well, <laughs> one last no, we had at least a bunch of downloads on Isle of Man. Maybe we could have had an Isle of Man person on last week, but still, screw it, we're, we're, we're conquering Isle of Man. Oh, all these people are using VPNs to hide the IP address because they're doing bad stuff. No, they're, all from, they're from Zimbabwe and Ukraine, that's what I'm going with. Or freebies maybe translates to something really dodgy in those languages. I don't care, I'll take that, I'll take that. We have a, world, we have a worldwide audience. Uh, but yeah, so drop us an email, let us know what you think, um, like us, comments, all the usual social media nonsense. I'm not going to wank about um, we have, have been calling you've been Richard and uh, Andy's joined us thanks for listening we've been three beers in a movie bye bye three beers in a movie